the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week with your host tomash fonseca and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters at real estate marketing Arter SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. Welcome back. I have a very special guest for you today from the Bay Area, Kelly Crawford of the Kelly Crawford team, who has for over 20 years been helping buyers and sellers find the most beautiful home in one of the most beautiful cities in the United States. Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you? Tim, thanks for having me. Yes, of course, of course. So, you know, why don't we just get started at the beginning? I think that's the easiest way and, and get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, facts tell and stories sell. So let's hear your story. How did you get uh, into real estate and what got you to where you are now? Well, I'd always liked real estate and uh, I'd done some investing and I built a spec home, done uh, that sort of thing while I had another career. And then in about 2001, when it was time for a career change, I uh, asked myself and actually my realtor, who was a top agent at the time in the area, uh, I'd asked her whether she thought I could do it. And, um, and she said yes, and she gave me a lot of support and encouragement. And so I got my license in the beginning of 2002 and was just fortunate. I had, uh, I had business right away. I, I had run a fairly substantial uh, commercial printing company prior to that. So I was used to pretty large dollar amounts, mm -hmm. big expensive pieces of equipment, things like that. So, so the prices of homes weren't particularly intimidating to me and I'd owned some fairly pricey ones. And so, so I was just in a position pretty quickly to have some transactions, which led to more, you know, there's critical mass in real estate. When you, mm -hmm. when you do business, you do more business. Right. And, and so I was, I was pretty fortunate from, from the beginning uh, of my career in 2002. I don't know, I did 13 or 14 transactions and, you know, this is 2002 when a million dollars was still actual money. Right. And um, so it was probably about $14 million for that, you know, some lower priced ones, some higher priced ones, yeah. um, as opposed to moving forward to today, where my team and I are probably at 44 transactions so far for the year and at about 74 million. Wow. So, you know, it's very different, but, yeah. but that was a great start and it gave me momentum. Wow. That's fantastic. That's a good start. I like how you started out where you were making money right away. Because you know, right. you know better than anyone, or as much as I do, that eighty percent don't their first, you know, their first outing. So um, it's nice to hear a story where right away you were moving in. I I get stories of people got in, they put their toe in the water, then they they bounced out, and then they got back in, and then they, you know. But that's a that's a great story. I like I like hearing that. So tell me a little bit about your team. Um, you know, it is the Kelly, you know, it's the Kelly Crawford team. Tell me about right. your team and, and, you know, what they're about, how you found them and, and what you guys are doing out there. And, you know, I have to remember the, that old saying, there's no I in team, right? Because, right. Because I tend to think of what I'm doing, you know, quite a lot, quite often and just move forward. Right. Um, 
so sometimes I, I remember when my when my mom was doing a task when I was a child, and it was just easier for her to do it herself than to show me how or or wait or watch. And sometimes with a team, it can be like that. So our team is uh, four people, myself and three others. Uh, Bev Arnold, who I've worked with for about 16 years, um, and then two younger guys who really came on this past year, uh, newer agents. And I think our team model is a little different than a lot of people's. I know there are brokerages who um, have almost a multi-level marketing version of how to build a team. And, sure. and, and, and I seriously brought the first team member, the after Bav, the, the first young guy on, um, to help him launch his career. It, it wasn't to get a piece of his action, you know? Right. And um, so to mentor him, help him, uh, both Bev and I have felt energized by having both of these guys with us. Um, it's added something new to the dynamic. And um, it, it's been overall a really great experience uh, just trying to trying to launch them. Yeah. Fairly, again, fairly new. Um, did it mostly myself, some with Bev, and, and now uh, four of us. So it's, nice. it's a new and really exciting dynamic for us. And they are team members. They're not uh, assistants. Mm -hmm. um, they're not people to go um, sit around and wait for inspectors or something like that. They're, yeah. they're realtors and team members and actually sharing clients with them. And in some cases, seeing my clients better served yeah. by having these guys helping them in addition to me. But we often we often don't divide and conquer. We often work together. Nice. No, I love that. That that that's a that's a great way to look at it because so many times, when when folks start a team and they start thinking, "Good, I can start parsing things out," right, and uh, I don't have to touch any of that. When the reality is, if all of you lifted at the same time, uh, it's 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 a much less weight or a le much less of a burden. Um, so I, I like that philosophy a lot. Definitely. I think it's really satisfying to clients too, because they don't feel like they're being passed off to a team member. Right. Um, yeah, I recently had a phone call uh, for a listing presentation and, or listing interview. And, and she asked if I or one of my team members could come and, and meet with her and discuss listing her home. And I said, well, I will come with one of my team members right. to discuss listing your home. <laughs> it, um, we're, we're just not trying to pass people off. And, yeah. and, you know, there are all kinds of models in this business and they work for different people. And I'm not here to take away from any of them, Sure. but mine is, mine is hands-on and inclusive. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I want them to get more service, not just from a different person. It's kind of the beauty of the industry, right? I mean, you're an entrepreneur when it comes down to it, you know, at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur, you're running a team, whether it's under someone's shingle, you know, or not, uh, you're still running a business. It's a machine. And uh, working together is the best way to do it. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe you there. Um, and, not, and like you said, everybody's model is different. You know, there's a lot of different models. And, and what works for someone else uh, may not work for another and vice versa. Um, but it, that's why we do this show is, is to share, you know, how, how we all operate together. And, and obviously, uh, you know, folks that are interested in working with you, get to hear firsthand how you operate. Sure. It, it's true that it's a machine, but I think what our team has a, a unique grasp on is that it is a machine that serves people. 
And, you know, there are companies that can say real estate's a technology business. It is not. Right. You know, it's a people business. It's a people business. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think we keep that at the forefront all of the time. You know, we're dealing with people. There's a human on both ends right. of every transaction. You know, sure. whether you're representing the seller or the buyer, the other person is not your enemy or adversary. They're also right. a human being. Right. And just, you know, working to bring humans together in a transaction is, is what we do. Yeah, I think that um, I'm going to agree with you as, again and, and say this. What I kind of get from you is also like the negotiating part of it. When you talk, you talk about sometimes um, realtors feel like the other side of the table. Yes, it's a negotiation, but it, it's not a hostile negotiation. It's a, what's best for both sides. And I think that's what you were just saying. Yes, it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration, right. And you're you're buying and selling people's dreams, hopes, livelihoods, memories. I mean, I could I could go down this, you know, a myriad of, of adjectives about what we're actually doing. And um, but yeah, keeping perspective is is key. So at what point did you decide, you know, because it really sounds like you have a for a for others mentality. Um, you know, at least it seems to me. And, you know, did you realize one day that I really just want to, I really want to help, you know, you, you do talk to some agents or brokers that are about themselves, but was there a moment you kind of eclipsed where you feel like, oh, this is about other people? I, I think it's part of my nature and, and which is not to say I'm Mother Teresa. Right. No, I, right. I, I'm not. Um, it's, it's a great career. It's a business. I make my living at it. I live comfortably because of it. Mm -hmm. But I believe maybe a, a Machiavellian approach, you know, that, right. you know, serving others is not uh, consistent with denying yourself. Right. You know, and I think that when you when you work from a position of service, the, the rest falls down on you. You know, it just it just comes. The um, when I was in commercial printing. We never, ever, you know, took somebody's $200,000 annual report order mm -hmm. and wouldn't do a business card for their kid who was starting a gardening business. Right. You know, we, we just did all of that. We never looked at what we were losing on, on the business card. And if someone was doing a gardening business and did not have a big corporation to do an annual report, we still did their business cards. So right. I feel the same in real estate that we do, we live in a pretty expensive area and we do some things that are pretty high end, yeah. but you know, not everybody is a Rockefeller, you know? And, sure. uh, and so we never look really at the price or, um, you know, what the end game is dollar rise, but on how we help that person meet their goal. And if you do enough of that, then it, it just builds a satisfying practice. Yeah. And that's what it's about at the end of the day is, is, is waking up every day, wanting to move forward, not just for the dollar. You can make dollars anywhere. That's know? right. You can make dollars anywhere. So no, it's the people. The people are the very best part of this business. Right. Houses are cool. Um, sure. Big fancy houses are cool. Helping first time buyers is fantastic. Um, having someone thank me for helping their elderly parent. Right. Um, that's fantastic. Having that elderly parent trust me. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all of these things, you know, fill us up as, as people and make work, you know, a joy instead of a burden. Right.
I love hearing that. That's fantastic. I want to talk about that real quick. You know, there, there's, I, there's multi generations, right? You were talking about helping someone's parent, you know, move maybe move out of that house and whatever. Have you seen a shift as quote unquote millennials get older, and you know, um, the younger generation having more wealth or wealth transference? Because there's a lot of wealth transference going on right now. Uh, you know, with baby boomers uh, heading into retirement and maybe moving out of that big home and, and, and maybe sizing down or moving in with family or into a home, whatever it might be. Are you seeing a big transference and maybe a different generation of buyer? Are they any different than, you know, the generation before? Well, I don't think you could paint anything with a really broad brush. Um, certainly, we're seeing more... Um, you know, uh, multi-generational living situations where, mm -hmm. you know, the, the big uh, craze now with ADUs or auxiliary dwelling units, you know, right. guest homes. Right. Um, some people want those for rental income, but people want them often for their aging parents. Right. Or for their adult children who can't quite do it in this economy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it's so much a change in generational wealth as just um, actually kind of a, a, a sweet change that families are actually considering occupying the same uh, space, if not the the structure, at least the the property. Yeah. Um, as opposed to you know, I I wouldn't want to live that close to them. You know. Yeah. They, they want their children close. They want their parents close, but maybe not in the not in the room with them. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think that's great. I think that's uh, maybe bringing families a little closer together. And we've spent the past 40, 50 years, you know, kind of pushing families apart, you know, and uh, junior and so on living uh, across the nation where we're now we're seeing a little bit of a consolidation, at least I'm in Southeast Florida. So, and we, we call those uh, dwellings casitas, you know, we're, we're putting the casita in the backyard uh, for abuela or whomever, you know, and, uh, but, but, we're seeing a lot of that, you know, where families are staying together forever, you know, and, and, or, or conjoining at a certain time in their life. So I think that's wonderful. So what, what do the next, you know, put our prognostication hats on, you know, and what's, what does Kelly see for his team? And I'm not going to push you out five years or anything like that, but I think everybody has an idea of where they want to be, but what's the next year look like? We've had, we've gone through a tumultuous two and a half years. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent, right? So, you know, in your in your best case blueprint for, uh, you know, the Kelly Crawford team, what do you see? Well, it's been a, a crazy two and a half years, right? And it was unprecedented and it was um, nothing any of us expected. In, in March of 2020, you know, a, a lot of us thought we were, you know, going to have a lot of time off, you know, and then suddenly it really ramped up. And, in 2021, I, I did twice the business I did in 2020. This year, year to date, I've already beat 2020. We have already beat 2021. There's no I in team. I told myself that. Yeah. Um, so we've already beat it. But the market has come to a bit of a stall, right? Yeah. And I'm not gloom and doom. There's a reason for it. We see the interest rates. We see the stock market. We saw Ukraine. Um, it's, it's situational. We see it. We have to acknowledge it 
as realtors, we want to say it's not true, buy this anyway. Right. I want to say it is true and buy this anyway, because over time, real you can't time the market. You can't know. You don't have a Ouija board, or maybe you have a Ouija board, but it's not helpful. Um, you can't time it. It's always better to own real estate than not to, in my view. And long term, almost everyone who sold their home in a short sale in 2010 was really sorry by 2017 or 19. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, you know, like I cannot tell you how many people say, oh, well, it's never going to be worth more than $700,000 and just sold for one, two, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I think it's always good to own. And there's the saying now with interest rates, you know, marry the price and date the rate. Date the rate, right? yeah. They're, they're going to change. I hear buyers saying, I'm going to wait until the rates come down. And I'm like, well, if you believe the rates are coming down, buy it now while the price is soft and refinance it when the rate's down and have right. the best of the world, right? There's always this. I've seen so many people try to time it. And I think some people do. And I, I'm sure there are super smart people, a lot smarter than I am. But I think the people who you know, hit it out of the park timing the market got lucky that day. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't think they necessarily had the right algorithms to to time the market. Right, right. I don't know. So where do I see us going? We're going to work. We're going to work every day. We're not going to let up on our, uh, what advertising and promotion we do. Um, we're, we're going to uh, maintain close contact with our core business. It's interesting with the team who started doing a, a bit of print, print advertising, social media, some other stuff. Never, ever did that before. It was all word of mouth and referral. It's still going to be largely that for us. Sure. We're a small team. Again, we're not trying to have 25 people. We've got four. We could become five if someone spectacular showed up and we really right. liked her, you know. But, um, but we don't have any plan to become five. And uh, so I just see, see us hunkering down, serving the core business that we have, being patient with the process, understanding that we're in it for the long haul. And if we don't sell as many houses per month over the next six months as we're used to, or over the next year, we're still going to be making contact and maintaining connections with the same people. Yeah. And we'll be here when they're ready. Right. Um, that, that's fantastic. No, I think that's, that's, that's good sage advice. I mean, you know, keep, keep boots on the ground, keep, you know, pressing palms and being good to people and, you know, good comes back. Right. So. Fantastic. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> and again, I, I couldn't be prouder of my team, you know, uh, Bev Arnold, whom I've known for years, um, Omar Khan and us Adrani are super high caliber people. We're wonderful to work with and, and they're wonderful to commune with, you know, and, and yeah. just be with. So if we're working on a transaction together, that's fantastic. And if we're, you know, talking about their families or, or talking about our future plans in real estate, that's time well spent too. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, how would someone get in touch with you? I mean, if, if either they want to list or they want to buy, or maybe it's an agent that wants to chew your ear a little bit, if you have the time. What's the best way to find you and get in touch with you? Well, um, I'm a little old school, so I love my telephone. Yes. Um, 
So I like I, I like to be called. And of course, we have a website. We have a pretty dynamic website. We can be contacted through there. Um, KellyCrawfordHomes.com. You can contact any of the four of us easily through there um, or, or call me. Fantastic. You, you, want to give your you want to give your number out? Sure. I, I would like for you to uh, have a, a trailer in big, bold type, though. Oh, I I will, I will, we'll, we'll put okay. all your information out there for you. Call me anytime. And it, if it's on your mind to call me, don't worry about what time it is. I always tell my clients one of the things I work all the time. I, I love it. Um, I work all the time. I think it's OK to interrupt dinner to take a phone call from a client or prospective client. Right. A home sale or purchase is generally a bigger deal than a dinner. Yeah, and I'll, have more, I'll have uh, more dinners for sure. <laughs> exactly. And, um, see, don't be afraid to call. If I'm asleep, I'm not answering the phone. Otherwise, right. call me at right. 925-998-5599. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on the show. Hang out for me for just one minute. I want to talk to you a little bit more, but I really appreciate you being on here. Anyone in the area, in the Bay Area, that, that really wants somebody that cares about, you know, the personal side of the home purchase and or listing, give Kelly and his team a call. His team, not just That's right. his team. No I. No I in team. Thanks, Kelly. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tim. All right. All right.